This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris I tell you, maybe it's the best thing that ever happened that people are turning off the news, scaling back, because you take a look at what's going on, man. Crazy. Crazy what uh, our politicians are doing, what our government is doing. I got a couple of stories to get into, which is going to probably carry us into the end of the week here with the podcast. Next couple of shows. Just a lot to update you on as far as current events that I think, as far as I can see, aren't really getting enough attention. But before we get into that subject matter, I wanted to mention a little bit about the radio show from Monday. If you don't know, I have a live radio show, 860 AM WWDB here in Philadelphia. And uh, yesterday, two days ago, I lose track of time here, um, was the fourth show, fourth show. And, of course, you get into it, been a lifelong dream. I had a pretty good idea how I was going to do it. But despite that, once you get into it, you know, you got to make some changes. And we're going through that process right now. And so it's a little nerve-wracking. At the same time, you want everything to be perfect. But it's really hard to get everything perfect out of the gate, particularly when it kind of came as a surprise in a lot of ways, the subject matter and the show itself. Not a complete surprise, of course, but... It came up unexpectedly, I should say. And I have to tell you, it's been quite a journey. I just sent out an email. We've got a great email list. You can sign up for it at projectchaos.org. I sound, I feel like I sound kind of funny saying that. You know, we have a great email list. Everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, man, it's just what I want. I was just hoping for somebody to uh, introduce me to another email. <laughs> uh, you know, you're not like having to abandon entire email accounts these days because you can't clean them up, right? Anyway, I don't do that. They're short emails. I don't run out my list. It's not a bunch of marketing stuff on there. There will be marketing stuff down the road. We'll throw it down the bottom out of the way. That way, you know, when it comes time, if you want to support something, you can. But anyway, and, and the emails are short. I don't run out the list. It's me. I create them. I was just looking back at the one I sent to. There's like typos and stuff. And I don't even really care, to be honest with you. It's just me being me. I, uh, my brother Michael, who's instrumental in making all this happen in many, many ways, uh, we were talking about this on the way down and the way back. And you know what I think the secret sauce is right now? Just being truthful. Not goofy, weird. So oh, let me tell you about it. All right, man. Everybody's already heard the extreme. Like I have a pretty good life, okay? I don't have any super crazy drama. I don't have any three-headed kids or two-headed dogs or anything like that. I don't have a three-legged dog. I don't have blue hair. Nobody in my family has blue hair. Nobody in my family is questioning where to go to the bathroom or anything like that. We don't have anything like that. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> this isn't the Jerry Springer show. We actually try to do the right thing, work hard, pay our taxes, you know, that kind of thing, be good, good citizens, believe it or not, <laughs> as hard as it can be sometimes, as much as we might get labeled otherwise. Anyway. The show's been a real journey. I sent out the email today, as I did. I sent out two emails a week, basically, one before the show, one after the show. And after the one after the show, I like to try to include a little something interesting besides, oh, here's the show link. Yeah, thanks for irritating me like a, a, an alert on my phone. I don't want to do that. I want to add a little value, if you will. 
how do I do that? Well, I'll give you something interesting to think about. Uh, what I provided in this email was the bus ride from Charleston, South Carolina to Paris Island that we made. We went down there last year. And the same journey that I made when I went to boot camp when I was 17. And if you'd like to see that photo, you can get it by signing up for my email list at projectchaos.org. Also, the new web designer, I'll say this, he did a great job on the, on the SEO. If you search, try it for me. Search um, Project Chaos Radio Show and see if we don't come up first, projectchaos.org. I bet you it does. Very excited about that. Anyway, I sent out the email with the photograph of the bus ride, and I said, you know, this has really been a journey, and this is what I wanted to tell you right now. Uh, it has been a big journey that got sprung on me. We went there to Paris Island in May. I wrote the book sometime around July after reluctantly uh, not wanting to do it. And then I was kind of holding back in, in big part because I had a lot of expenses coming due at the end of the year. And we're spending all that money right now, a new air conditioning, heat pump system. I just ordered a new filter for my well. I got to get a new – did anybody want to hear this? Not really, right? There's a lot of money being spent. And, uh, you know, we're normal people. I'm not um, Donald Trump over here that, you know, we can just spend, spend, spend. So the book was not – an immediate need. And with all those things going on, the holidays were coming up. I held off. I didn't order the publishing, self-publishing, and uh, it's pretty expensive to get it out there. And so I ordered that in January. And um, fast-tracking it then because I got a call on my birthday that the radio show was available. And then we're out of order. Ideally, I would have had the book, then the radio show. But uh, God has his hands in all things, and we're just going to take it as it comes because it can go in remarkable. Anyway, it's been a lot on me, I want to tell you. I like to say in a lot of ways, just because I make it look easy doesn't mean it is. I work my butt off constantly. You don't know. The podcast is on my mind. What did the, I think the web designer, somebody said to me, well, it's not like you're going to write another book. I'm like, what are you talking about? I already got like three of them in the works. <laughs> I'm not going to write another book. I don't know if I'll publish it. That's another story. How I'll publish it. Another story altogether. But it's been a lot. I put a lot of work into it because I want it to be good. And it has been good. I know I know that because I hear from you, and that's what I wanted to get at. I walk into the radio show on Monday, and I got to tell you, this to me is like the biggest pump. And we've been treated so well. It's like I'm Elvis when I get on there, man. That's, I'm not kidding you. It's just really freaky, the energy. You know, good way I mean that. You know, we walk in down there, and the security is like, nice to see you again. The sound guys, they coming out and shaking our hand and great show. There was a great little little bit. Uh, I'll just tell you the story. So I had the brakes programmed in, and there's trailing music that comes. I don't know if these are the correct terms we know what I'm talking about, but it's supposed to fade in. And I'm good on my feet. I'm told them, like, just start the break when at the time I gave you. And I'll fade out my voice from there. I don't need you to adjust the music and stuff like that. Well, last week, there was a little miscue on that. And um, it's fine. It all worked out good. I don't want to make this sound like a whiny complaint because it's not. Um, it's just kind of everybody, you know, getting used to each other. And, and me, too. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, right? And uh, anyway, this week, I go you know, and I was the reason I bring it up, I was telling my buddy, I'm like, you know, I'm going driving down there. Of course, I'm talking tough. And what do I say? Play the break. Try me. Play the doggone break. <laughs> anyway, we get into the second break. 
And uh, my brother Mike from Kokomo was on, and he's telling a phenomenal story. And we run out of time. And the dude, the producer, he uh, he comes across the headset, and he's like, I'm going to wait until he's done. And I was like, man, dude, you just saved this show. Relationships are important. Anyway, I thought it was a cool little story. Bottom line is I've been working hard. It's a long journey. I've been trying to share it with you. Where I get the most enthusiasm right now is from your support. When we walk in the show and the security and the sound guys and, and uh, Sam from Beasley comes out, and it's, it's all really cool. It really is. It's such an uplift, but it's from the listeners. that, And some of the stories I can't even share with you. You know what I'm saying? People are telling me things and how it's impacted them. And I'm like, you got to let me know when you're ready to tell that story. It's incredible. But any, And by the way, one of the things that's being worked on, we're adding a form on the website that you can share your story. If you ever want, if people want to put something together, or you want to do a little introduction, and then I get it set up to get you on the show. I'll be talking more about that. But here's the reason I bring all this up coming up on ten minutes of Babylon to get to this. We walk into the station. We we walk past the executive booths. You know, it's like the walk of shame in and out. I'm kidding around, but it's all secure and everything. All glass doors secure. There's a bunch of radio stations down there that Beasley has. Big Philly stations. And we go into that, and they buzz us in, and we got to walk through the executive area, and then we go through the sound engineering room, and everybody rah 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 rah, and, and then we go into the into the studio. We're way early, but they have an extra room, so we stay in there. And here comes Sam from Beasley's following us out, and um, I didn't really want to talk to him on Monday, and um, not that I would have minded talking to him, I should say. Uh, I just didn't have any plans to talk to him. And so I was a little surprised when I saw him come following us into the studio. No, recall that he ever came into the studio with me, quite frankly. doesn't really matter, but it was just strange. He's got a piece of paper that he's pushing out of me. <laughs> Are they firing me already? <laughs> this is, a, is this a cease and desist order, Sam? I'm not taking it. What happened? No, that's not what it was at all. He printed out uh, an email here from our fan, Trevor. I'm not going to say his last name. And uh, he emailed this to WWDB. I don't even know how to do that. (laughs) Well, I do, but not through their channels there. He said, Chris, I want to reach out and congratulate you on the new radio show. Absolutely love it. I was in Army Artillery, uh, FDC. That would have been the same as my brother, Big Mike, who was on on the radio show. Mike was FDC. So Trevor was Army Fire Direction Control Center, 96 to 2002, six years. Sorry to hear that, brother. He says, so, so your show really hits home for me. So I've been listening to your podcast daily from the very beginning, I believe. That's amazing, brother. You've seen the ups and downs. He said, anyway, I just want to tell you, you were right. This is world-class talk radio. Hell yeah, my brother. That's what I'm talking It is, man. We are bringing it. Bringing it, bro. Can't wait to read your new book. He says, P.S. I'm an electrician for the VA near Chicago. I've been getting my work buddies to listen to your podcast. They're all veterans as well. 
So, let me say a couple of things about this, my brother Trevor. Um, first of all, <laughs> this never happens down there. I can't thank you enough for going on their site and do it more, more, however you did it. Go on the WWDBM website. C- Chris Kunkel is tops. Come on. This guy, I, when I was sitting up there, listen, you got to go to projectchaos.org, click around, look at the stuff. I need you to come back. Go listen to the radio show. I need this momentum. I need, I need everybody to sign up for my email list, which is growing every day. The email list at projectchaos.org. Trust me, you won't be disappointed that you signed up for it. Nobody, nobody has unsubscribed. Nobody. Zero. No spam complaints. Zero. I'm going to sputter on here for a couple minutes. not really what I want to talk about. I'll get to it. Trust me. Maybe we'll go a little long today. How's that? I'll break for you 30 minutes if it's necessary. You allow me this little rant in the beginning about the radio show because there's a couple things going here. My brother Trevor, first of all, it's amazing you've been listening to the podcast that long. Cause it, uh, I don't know how many people have. There's quite a few loyal listeners. It's kind of crazy that grew out of that that veteran uh, catch, I'll say, early in the, in the early stages of the podcast. But anyway, thanks for your listening. And I think I remember hearing from you before, Trevor. Um, but anyway, doing that, to go down in the station, like, here, here, your fans are emailing. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, and the message, man. The message. I really appreciate it. This, too, I want to tell you, you were in from 96 to 2002. I got out in 92, I guess it was. You think I'd know that, right? January 92, I'm pretty sure. And um, it really was very much the next two decades of veterans that I wanted to connect with, especially with the radio show. Not just, not just. I'm not I'm not singling anybody out. My brother Michael, who's been so instrumental in the show, sponsoring it, helping me, driving me down there, he drives me down there to make sure that I'm not stressed, that I'm ready to go. Do you know how much that does for me? And he's paying for the airtime? It's incredible. That's why he gets a great ad spot. But he keeps reminding me, I want to say that, you know, hey, you got to include all the branches. It's not a Marine show. ProjectChaos.org, it's not a Marine show. You know, I happen to be a Marine, so I have Marine stories, and I tell things from a Marine perspective. And that's just how that's going to go. I can't undo that. But it's not about Marines. It's about service. And it's about our country. It's about the truth, I guess, from a from a basic level. But anyway... It was just really cool getting the email, the support. Every day, more people subscribing. I appreciate it. I appreciate your words a lot, Trevor. I really do that support. As long as everybody says keep going, I'm going to keep doing it as long as I can. Bottom line. So anyway, let me tell you something else that's very important about this and why I keep preaching projectchaos.org. Sign up for the email list. I'm not going the traditional marketing route. Um, talking to one of the, the guys down there at the studio, and he says, you know, you got to get into video. I don't think I told this on the podcast. And even Trevor reaching out from the podcast. I don't know. I'm concerned about how much of an AM radio market is left. I really am. And it's going to be an interesting saga to this whole story. 
there's other value, but uh, part of my game plan with this was to syndicate, get on other stations everywhere, anywhere. And uh, I'm not sure about that part right now. We're going to find out. We're gonna, the next step is to uh, launch a podcast version. Now, you can listen through the links at projectchaos.org if you haven't already checked it out. I'm telling you, it's, if you like this podcast, I think you're going to enjoy that radio show. You can listen right there. But pretty soon I'll have that going out on the podcast channels. Apple, you know, all those normal, you know, Spotify, all those. Just wherever you listen to the Christopher Scott show. Soon you'll be able to also listen to Project Chaos. I have a funny feeling that that's when it's going to go bonkers. I really do. The radio, it's, uh, it's very interesting. But if you know the story, man, this is the, the station I grew up listening to. And um, I'd really like to see it, you know, come to a new level here. I really would is, is my goal. Uh, but anyway, a guy was saying, you got to get video down here, video the, the radio show so people can watch it. There's a guy here in Philadelphia who's pretty popular. I went and looked. Four-month-old show. Maybe I was saying this before. 1,500 views. I said, that, that doesn't – nobody – that's nobody. Nobody's, nobody's watching that. Nobody's listening to that at, at that level. Why would I invest in that? Then the other one, uh, same, said the same person said this week, you know, you got to get on social media. I got off of social media for a very specific reason. Why would I want to go back? It did nothing for me. And I don't want to be beholden to those tool bags. We need to own our own real estate. And the emails are the way to do that. I'm not paying Facebook for any advertising, guys. I have a list of emails of veterans in my area was able to get, we'll get started with that. You know, just be reaching out to them. Cold calling, emailing. Hey, wanted to let you know about a new radio show. You can also listen to the podcast. We'll be doing that pretty soon. We will. And uh, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing the social. I'm telling you, it's tempting. You know, you realize I could do a few little video clips on Facebook Live and how much uh, that would drum up. But you end up becoming, it becomes another job. And it just, it doesn't produce what people think. You say, well, oh, I've got a million views on TikTok. How much money did you make on that? Nothing. To the contrary, I see that the content that we're creating on that radio show right now is going to be timeless. That very first radio show, you go back and, and you'll be able to listen to that 20 years from now, 50 years from now, 100 years from now. And I think there's going to be a whole different value there. And the connection that we're making with, in, in my opinion, America's finest people, America's veterans. No doubt in my mind when I say that. I t- I'll leave you with this story before I get into the, the meat of what I wanted to talk about today. Guy came over with his daughter for a little play date over the weekend. He's a Marine veteran and uh, a little younger. He's maybe even a little little younger than uh, than Trevor. And uh, he said, oh, I've been looking forward to meeting you. I heard a lot about you. And I said, yeah, it, it was cool. Uh, I said, your kid, man, she came over here. And I'd met her, you know, their daughter before I met him. She was over a couple times before. And this kid is just uniquely different than all the liberal kids running around here. And my wife says, yeah, her dad's a Marine. <laughs> Can I tell? <laughs> Whole different type of person. Anyway. I'm going to stick with the veterans. It's what I know. What can I tell you? 
Thanks for the email, Trevor. That's what I wanted to tell you. It meant a lot. Listen, everybody else listening, you know, I'm not going to tell you I'm going to give you a mention like that, but you got to get out there and do a little work for me. I every day bust my butt on this podcast. I don't ask for nothing. I'm just please asking for some email support, a little, your email address, maybe a couple of shares and a couple of links. It's all I'm asking. Go to the website, please, projectchaos.org. I know, get a little monotonous here when I keep repeating it, but it's important that we keep doing it. All right, should we get into the meat of the podcast 20 minutes in? Congratulations. You ramble a lot. You usually need to get a little more focused on what you want to talk about. <laughs> so uh, I, I named this podcast What You Get Voting Left, all right? And I want to just start with this little story a second from the uh, Associated Press. And it's a story about a town manager who quit in uh, a little town in New Hampshire. And um, you got to think about this a second, that the Associated Press would find this newsworthy that town manager quit over anti-gay pressure in a little town, New Hampshire. They say that this little town of Littleton, no pun intended, is seeing more tourists drawn to a main street of shops and restaurants where rainbow colors and gay pride symbols can be seen alongside American flags. Its population of 6,000 is growing younger and more diverse, supporting LGBTQ-themed art in a local theater's gay-themed musical, you don't say, happening. Cultural change doesn't sit well with town board member Carrie Gendreau, who also serves as a Republican state senator. Last year, she said that homosexuality is an abomination and spoke of regulating art on public property, prompting a backlash and now the resignation of the town manager whose late son was gay. My son is not an abomination, Jim Gleason told the board in January, to which he got a standing ovation. Um, so he, he left. Now, um, so let me give you the liberal view of this. The liberals come in with their young gay energy. I don't say that meanly. I really don't. Um they come in with this energy, and they're bringing restaurants and music and fun, and you know, kind of it's like kind of comparing back in the early Quaker days when dancing was outlawed. But this is a little bit different, isn't it? It's actually a lot different. What's going on here? Okay, but just to stick with their version a second, they want to, well, the new energy. It's you know, they just jealous or who who knows what the the response to that is. But then the mayor saying, "Well, my son was gay. He's not an abomination." Okay, I totally agree. He's not an abomination, as best we know. Okay, we don't need to refer to people's children like that. Okay, but he's the one that brought it up, not the senator. And. Now, half the crowd, of course, in the in the room that day was cheering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, gay pride. Good. Okay. Good for you. You stood up and you quit your job over what you believed in, which I re- do respect that, by the way. Very much do. And I don't doubt his claim that the, the, the councilwoman was creating a hostile work environment, by the way. I mean, you got to think about that. If you're gay and your boss is, or you're a gay child and your boss is going around talking about 
gay people being evil and this and that, right? Imagine it was anti-Semitic. Imagine your your son marries a Jewish girl and your boss is anti-Semitic. Imagine your son marries a black woman and your boss is racist, holds it against you, creates a hostile work environment. It happens, man. People, oh, no, yes, it does happen. So I, I can agree with the lack of professionalism. But let's look at this story from a different note, and the reason why I chose the title that I did. Because under a conservative approach, this town was a flourishing mill town, built a solid infrastructure, many buildings, and literally created this little town from the ground up. Now, due to globalization, it was destroyed in the process, like many other small towns around the country. People then moved to the cities looking for opportunities, and not much has come back to a lot of these small towns. Now, for this new progressive crowd, what are they really bringing in? They're not busloads of immigrants. Why not, by the way? A serious question. Why not expand some of these towns? Why isn't anybody embarking on a real program to build and create and say, hey, here in Littleton, We've already got engineered, you know, two new streets. Houses are going to be ready to go within a year. We can move you into these apartments over here. We're ready. Here's our industry. No. No, no, you're not going to get any of that with the liberal movement. Without being judgmental, without throwing myself into the middle of the the councilwoman's, you know, hate-filled tirades, and I mean that, it's unnecessary in that environment especially. Very unprofessional at the least. But as far as the fact that the, the LGBTQ crowd is the one that's creating some great renaissance, really? Is that really the renaissance that you want? And I'm not talking about the gay part. I don't care about the rainbows, man. You want, you want uh, restaurants and, and gay-themed, you know, pin the tail on the donkey at the local uh, theater or whatever they're doing down there? Or do you want men who can work, gay or straight? Forget about the, that. You want men who can work, men who can grow food, men who can build things? Or No, no, you don't want that. And, and you know what? They don't have it. And they probably never will with that approach. Now, let me continue on because, as you know, a big part of the liberal movement is certainly the climate. And if you're a good liberal or a good Democrat, you certainly care about the environment, right? Well, then you might be interested in this story right here from Good Housekeeping. Affordable ways to make your home greener. Hmm. Fantastic. Written by Emily Martin with a very bright smile. Looks to be a uh, young lady here writing this very good housekeeping. Affordable ways to make your home greener. I'll bet you this is a great story around the around the dinner table. All she's doing to change the world. And I can just hope that this article will reach a few people. I didn't even look at it. I really didn't. And I'll tell you why. The whole climate change scam makes me completely sick. All right. Even if you want to believe, I've said this a million times, that the climate has changed. Even if you do, especially if you do, if you really believe that the climate was changing, I would expect to see a few things going on. A, hang your clothes outside, reduce your energy use, um, abandoning vehicles altogether. Why don't we see more people actually living communally if there's so many communists that care so much about the environment? Don't you move in together? Let's see how that works out. I can tell you right now. Uh, you don't see anybody hanging their clothes out. 
You don't see anybody doing simple things, leaving their windows open, not running their air conditioning. Now, forget it. I'm a, I'm a dirty conservative. Oh, no, I'm a dirty fuel burner. I'm like, if it's there, if you got it, burn it. Hell yeah. Energy. Make more, more, more. I'm kidding about that. I truly am an environmentalist. I use my clothes dryer. I, use, I don't use it for everything. I've discussed it here. We use it for our, our heavy bed stuff. I use it for my heavy pants and, and other heavy things that we lay out there. The sun does a better job drying it. It smells better. The UV protection kills all the disinfects it very nicely. Why Why isn't it? You know, they're going to ban gas, though. Why don't they ban, ban electric dryers, clothes dryers altogether? It's not a necessity. People live for many a long time without any clothes dryers. Wouldn't, wouldn't that fix a big part? Just do the calculation. I waved my finger like Obama when I said that. <laughs> what, we, what we need to do now, we need, to, we need to take a hard look. What conveniences we might need to give up. Right now, I'm calling on good people. Give up your clothes dryer. <laughs> Next will be your vacuum. You just watch. I told you I'm an, envir- I'm an environment Nazi. Yes, I'm going to make you hang your clothes outside. Come on, seriously. How many tree tree planting campaigns do you see across the country? Zero. But they'll tell you they want a carbon tax. Oh, what we need is a carbon tax. Oh, need, how about a few more trees? <laughs> Sounds like work. I'm going to go to the, the gay parade down at the theater and drink wine under the rainbow flag. You go, girl. What can I say? Pharma Insider reveals the open secret between the mainstream media and big pharma. Uh, what do you mean? That they're getting paid for all the news is basically funded by big pharma? Anymore, it's like you got to really look at the uh, who the advertisers are. They had their big storm in California. I made light of it. This is going to be like the Rush Limbaugh thing. Remember when he did that? There was a hurricane coming, and he said something about selling more bread. Oh, oh, the outcry. They vilified Rush for that one. By the way, no hurricane struck. I don't think so. <clears throat> In this case, I turned out to be wrong. They did get a big storm there. And, um, you know, the, the, the claim that it may bring life-threatening flooding, I don't know how much that really came to uh, fruition, but they did get a lot of rain. Uh, this is a Gateway Pundit article. Um Proving, supposedly, evidence proving that in Michigan there were multiple ballots cast under the same name. Why is nothing being done about it, all this election stuff? Nothing. It's like the border. Our government has practically become defunct. Capitol Police not filing charges over the Senate sex video. That's really remarkable. If it had been Trump... What would they be doing if it was Trump? The video of it would be all over the place. They would have had mass arrests. They would have rewritten the Constitution, packed the Supreme Court. Mayor says police presence increased at places of worship after the Wall Street Journal, Journal published an opinion uh, about the city in Minneapolis being a terror center or something like that. So now they have cops standing outside all the mosques. Pretty funny when you think about it. America is export, kind of the opposite of the intent. Now they're protecting the, the if you will, they're protecting the terrorists. <clears throat> um, I don't think that claim is a good claim. I don't really know much about that part of Minnesota, the Islamic sector of America. And this goes back to what we talked about on yesterday, was it? With the uh, 
downfall of America. I mean, it was a serious, serious cultural shift. To I mean, there's a huge mosque there. They're not doing anything illegal. Loud, right? So that's diversity for you. Uh, America is exporting more arms than ever, and the economy's booming. We'll just become a war nation, I guess, full on. That's where we're headed. Biden's team bracing for the special 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 counsel's report on classified documents. Don't worry. They say right here there's not going to be any charges, not like Trump. Certainly no raids and no charges. Um, but it could be embarrassing for the president is what they said. Uh, the new state-mandated tampon dispenser in Connecticut uh, didn't last 20 minutes. The high school boys apparently uh, had an accident. They say here vandalized, but I can't believe that the, the, the good young men up there in Connecticut would do that well-behaved. They probably just, you know, first time didn't know how to use the boys using the tampon dispenser. You know what I mean? It's something new, and it, it probably broke in the process. And uh, I was concerned about this. I don't know if you remember me talking about it. you got to watch, too, because people don't know. They start, like, flushing those things, and you'll have a whole other set of problems, boy. And uh, I don't know about putting tampons in the boys' room. They might want to rethink that. And I think so, there's some evidence here. Um, PhD student debunks dangerous misconception peddled by popular podcast. Um, this is, uh, a, a, uh, student, PhD student who's going to argue with, uh, um, Joe Rogan on the issue of climate change. And he produces all these graphs showing all these, uh, temperatures increasing and things like that. Here's the funny thing about this, and you know, I'm certainly no PhD, and I'm certainly no Joe Rogan, and I didn't really take a close look at the graphs. I do know this. It's February here when it's normally like zero, and it's currently been 60 degrees during the day. Last year, we had an absolutely beautiful, beautiful weather, and we've had snow once so far. Looks like it's going to be a pretty, pretty nice winter for us, to which I say, hoo-yah. But, of course, people go, oh, global warming. Seems to me that there's other places that are colder, which all this points to me of the complete misunderstanding we have about the way that the uh, weather really works. But they just politicize. It's a beautiful thing, man, politicizing the weather. I'll bet you I could do a whole daily podcast of nothing but weather. Oh, yeah. Climate change central. I could lay it out there. I really could. Let me leave you with this bit of nonsense. You want to vote Democrat? Here you go. Biden has nine months to tell you the story, the struggle to reach voters on the economy. If he could only come up with a way to explain it to us better, certainly we being reasonable people would understand that this economy is genuinely good for us. Despite the fact that you know, our children can't afford house, uh, homes uh, the, without our help, the cost of food is through the roof. People can't have children because the schools suck. The healthcare system is completely broken. Nobody wants to join the military because instead of fighting wars, they're, they're coloring rainbows in their hair and crap like that. And nobody's really interested in any of this stuff. Even if you get past all that, you run the risk that they're going to force a needle in your arm. Where does it end? The spying and lying and 
forced vaccinations? Who's signing up for it? There's there's your new liberal American dream. Lions, spying, and forced vaccinations. Go vote, vote Biden. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. Sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day. <laughs>